Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to introduce you to the Union GK Premium. With Premium, you'll get vetted pro players and coaches, interactive breakdown sessions, and exclusive content from top names. Want to try it free for 30 days? Go to unionsports.com slash content slash join. Or download the app free at the Union GK on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Madgett, live from Hollywood, California. With me, you know her as 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber, coming from an undisclosed location. <laughs> very, very, very secretive with your travels, with your jet-setting travels lately, yeah, Saskia. It's, it's Florida and L.A., if anybody wants to find me. <laughs> <laughs> And someone knows who knows a little bit about humidity because he's in the South right now. We have our June yes. GK Union member profile winner, uh, Christopher Gregory of Now Football Club. Chris, what's up, dude? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? Good. Good to have you. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's fun to be on. First off, man, uh, congratulations for being the June uh, the June showcase, and uh, and also uh, congratulations and, and thank you for uh, being so supportive of the union. Really appreciate all the content that you've been uh, been sharing there. Uh, so, kind of before, like we kind of get into everything today, and we're going to be talking a lot about social media, guys. So we'll be definitely talking about some stuff going on in the union. Uh, Chris, why don't you you know catch up everybody on your kind of your background? Gotcha. So I have been playing since I was pretty young. I would say. It's my people laugh when I tell them this. What got me into soccer was kicking and screaming Will Ferrell's movie. <laughs> little little Jean Piero and Massimo. I <laughs> fell in love with the game after watching that movie. I think that movie came out when I was like third or fourth grade. And I was like, This is this is so cool. And obviously that movie is a big oversimplification and almost caricature of how the game is played, but um that spurred my interest. I was living in Arizona at the time. I spent most of my life in Arizona, between Arizona and Texas. And from there, started playing um, Sorrento FC and um, kind of the beginnings of Rising or Phoenix Rising. And Phoenix then, Rising. Yes. And then moved to Texas where I started playing with the FC Dallas Academy. Um, that was really where I picked up and really where I honed in on being a goalkeeper. Uh, I loved football. I loved basketball. My father is an amazing basketball player. Um, he, he was in the Air Force, so he played on, like, base teams and things like that. But um, he – I did a lot of sports with my hands. Like, in football, wide receiver, basketball is all, all hands kind of sports. So um, I loved catching. Like, the first thing any of my coaches ever noticed when I was in goal is that I wasn't parrying much of anything. Like, if I could get my hands oh on my it, God. I you're, you're like you're... catch. You're like, you're just as like, it's music to my ears. Catch like, the ball. I did. A, I literally just finished a session with one of my, so she's 13 now and she's got a similar set of traits. Like she is a big catch the ball kind of girl. And I'm like, yes, I love that because it's, you just, you can do so much if you can control the ball and, and create from it. Granted, sometimes you can't catch everything. And with my younger keepers, I'm like, you can't catch everything, bud. But I loved to catch. And I think that was, I can't catch a ball if I'm playing the cam or if I'm playing up top. And I, I like the gratification of stopping a shot. 
I don't know, like, yeah. you know, you know, the post-practice, everybody shooting their shots. It was so much fun for me to hop in the goal and just block oh, everybody's yeah. oh, shot. Yeah. Yeah. So just little things like that growing up uh, really spurred me into playing and then uh, went to SMU. Was I played there for a little bit, um, had a little injury and stopped playing, stayed at SMU, stopped playing. Um, and honestly, Michael Nelson is a much better goalkeeper than I am. So wasn't going to do much anyways. <laughs> um, but after that, after school, moved to Alabama, where I am now in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, Huntsville is this weird place. My parents moved here before me, had no idea what to expect. I was like, oh, my God. Alabama. So have you like, been to Alabama? It's... No, I've never been. <laughs> I have to because I've been to pretty much every state in the United States. I don't know if I or think I've been to Alabama. It's a beautiful state. I haven't state. been to like Alabama, the Dakotas, Wyoming. Yes. <laughs> the pretty places, but you're like, why would I go there? Like the Dakotas are beautiful, but it's like, all right, what am I going to do in North Dakota or South Dakota? Yeah. <laughs> so like, and that's what I thought of Alabama when we moved. Huntsville, Alabama is where I am, which is north. I mean, I'm an hour and a half south roll, of Nashville. Roll tide, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. You have no idea. <laughs> that's, that's a greeting. It is. It is. It's, it's, so funny it's hello <laughs> yes oh literally so i like we moved here and my father is a he works in the tech industry so he works remotely <laughs> so absolutely it's like... hold on i have to interject because maddie mangia is going to alabama and you know i'm such a fan of hers and her dad just said roll tide absolutely roll tide <laughs> yes <laughs> i will say one of my uh, close friends that i grew up with in princeton her daughter ella jones is going to Alabama as one of the top swimmers in the United States. So apparently Alabama's uh, a recruiting powerhouse across the board. I have a football jersey, so I should go put it on right now. <laughs> you should, right? <laughs> but by the way, for, for those of you guys who are, who are watching this at a later time, uh, because I know we're going a little bit uh, late this, this, this time this week, um, shout out to all you guys, uh, Sergio. It's, it's like, it's like ten o'clock on the East Coast right now, or, or I think, or, or no, you're actually you're based <laughs> what are you in Washington. Talking about? He's in Washington. Yeah, he's seven o'clock. It's seven. O'clock, whatever. <laughs> <He's fine. laughs> nice and early. It's nine o'clock where I am. Yeah. Well, Chris, I still don't know what your time zone is. We're still very confused. That was what one of the reasons the podcast has to keep getting moved. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's central. Yeah. And like I grew up growing up in Arizona, mountain time. We our time never changes oh. growing up. So I was like. I, I was time they have no daylight, yeah, they have no daylight savings. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. oh, it's six o'clock. So, so Alabama. Yes. Yeah. Huntsville was a pleasant surprise. Um, so I learned this after I moved here, but there's a space here called Redstone Arsenal. And it is, to sum it up, the smartest base in the U.S. military. We have NASA has property on Redstone Arsenal for their research and development. So all the rockets we send to space are designed and developed here. Are so the rocket scientists. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, half the kids, half the kids I train here. Like, is giving away all this information. I'm like, right like, did, did, I'm like, did Trump slip you that information or something? No, it's super public knowledge. I mean, like the big, the big highway you drive through here, like the Saturn V rocket, like the replica of it at the Space and Rocket Center, right it's there. No They're secret. very proud. It's no, it's no They're secret. very proud. It's all we've got. 
<laughs> so no, well, we have like the FBI, cybersecurity wing just moved here, missile defense agencies based here. Like I had no idea it was such a smart city. It's just like this mecca for PhDs and aerospace engineers and everybody you meet is an engineer practically. It's it's so quite interesting. So all the kids that you're working with are literally brilliant, like you're brilliant. brilliant. Like they understand angles to like <laughs> a, a, the nth degree. You basically. would think. You would think. <laughs> They're quick learners. They're quick learners. They got their um, math down. They got their angles. They get everything down. Yeah. Probably brilliant in school. And then they come to practice and they're just like, ah. <laughs> no, but the kids I work with are amazing. I, I really love the group I've got. And our academy is so new. We're, we're, just now, we just uh, last last two years started our true academy team playing like in like the Tennessee the Tennessee Invitational stuff like that. Our, we had a few age groups went out in the Tennessee Invitational. Um, we we're having some success, and goalkeeping is important to our philosophy here. So I like being able to work with these kids at the age that they are. The youngest I have actually, I worked with her today. She's eight and a half. And I think my oldest that is a part of the academy is 13. And then we work with kids who are older, but like we talked about, uh, you know, you have a kid who's worked in a, a program for so long. I don't want to force them to start unlearning and relearning things at 17, which is such a key age for like honing in on that skill set. I don't want to make them relearn our process. And it's just, I don't want to throw that mental stress and we don't want to do that for any of our kids that play. So our, our oldest great age group is around 13 because that's just a really good key age for development. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, um, it's been so much fun. I, I want to bring this up, you know, Chris, one, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is first off, you know, I think a lot of people, and we always say this on the show, we always say, you know, guest suggestion, topic suggestion, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think like, oh, I need to be an MLS coach or I need to be a Premier League yes. player or something like that to come on the come on the show. No, like we're looking for personalities like yourself who have something to yeah. share, who have something of value. And like when I came across all your content on the union, I was like, wow, this is somebody that really is utilizing, you know, this this platform for the reasons that we built this platform. And yeah. uh, and so once you kind of just catch everybody up on kind of like your whole journey on social media and why you started posting and why you started asking questions and all that. Yeah. So like I told you guys, I played a lot growing up and after I was done playing at a competitive rate, it was like, Oh, I don't just want to stop playing. Like I kept playing and moving here and getting into my career. But the first thing I did here, I was a part owner in a men's clothing store. That was a kind of a, it was a locally owned, I don't know how to describe it. And, in ways, but it was really high end menswear. I mean, we were doing custom and bespoke suits that were, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars for people. Oh, wow. And so, like the wanted... stuff you're seeing on the NBA draft tonight, basically, like that kind of stuff. Mm, more stuff you'd see on like Wall Street, like a lot more oh, gotcha. tame, like a really, like really tame stuff. I would love to work with those guys, <laughs> but they're not coming to Alabama. <laughs> I got so it was, we had a lot of like, you know, Huntsville's got a lot of old lawyers and just, you know, people who've done things and they have defense contract agencies and they're doing government stuff. So I started doing social media for them and I handled a lot of their buying and things like that. Just, brand building uh, my title there was brand strategist so i did a lot of that building blocks for you know making us a brand we were in alabama magazine we were featured in a national a lot of national publications and so like the power of social media really became prevalent then 
I started using it for myself just to promote the brand because I had a decent following by then. Um, and it just dawned on me, like, you know, most of the people I meet, they never would have guessed I played soccer. And when I tell them about it, they're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And they follow me on social media. They're like, why don't you post about soccer? That's such a cool part of your life. You just post about, you know, the store and the stuff you do. So I started posting about soccer and, you know, people like to see it. They like to see that personal side. Um, I like to do it because I love the community, especially as a goalkeeper. It's just a different kind of community. Um, and I like the goalkeeper union is special. You meet another goalkeeper and it's almost like your instant best friends usually. So yeah. it's, it was great. And then you guys developing that app, I mean, the union app was huge. It was so great to be able to put stuff that I've done in front of people who are playing at a way higher level than I ever thought of playing and letting them give me pointers. Cause like, I'm only, I just turned 26 on Saturday. I'm well, still well, playing. A Chris, you didn't, you didn't, you're not a Y S O. I mean, Gemini, you're the MLS yeah. Academy and NSA. Those Wait, are good. He's high a levels. Gemini. He's a Gemini. <laughs> I just turned, I just turned, we will not say how old on the 13th. So happy birthday <laughs> to you. Thank you. <laughs> anybody, anybody can Google it and figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> you know, but they are like yeah i did i played at mls academy and it was fun it was hard to do and i i appreciate having that opportunity but for me it's like i'm never gonna you never learned everything like even the top even manuel neuer is still learning things and there's a reason he's considered to be one of the best to ever play hopefully. it so hopefully uh, you would you would think so it's like i i like people who are still playing at that really high level I mean, I love critique. I, I constructive criticism, love it. I think that's the only way to get better at anything. And I mean, professionally, I take it all the time because I'm in a creative field right now. And every time I submit things working with the brands I work with, they have very strict guidelines. So it's like, I got to take the criticism, correct it. Can take the same thing in a playing the game. And I did it my whole life. And now that I still play and I have a platform to be able to share, I love using all my outlets. And so it's, it's just fun to use them. Yeah. You know, I, I love what you just said right there, Chris, and, you know, and Suskia, you know, this is the conversation that we, you know, we have over and over again, you know, in regards to like, you know, once you've been involved in the game um, and you want to keep giving back to the game, you know, it's about finding ways that you're going to, your voice is going to be heard as opposed to, you know, and I think that's one of the really cool things about the union is like, like Chris was saying, is like you're talking to people that speak your language as opposed to like, yeah, you're talking to somebody where like this is just this might as well be, you know, another language, you know, to them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, absolutely. And, it, you know, and like you said, Chris, you're posting things on where, well, it's where people can under, like you said, Mike, can understand it, can can connect with you. And, and it's all different levels. It's at the highest level to, and we're all learning from each other. And that was right. why we started the union was so that, you know, there was that out, there was that specific outlet. You weren't lost in like random Googles on, you yeah. know, on so regular social media, but you knew that you're posting on with the, your quality and it's being seen by the highest levels of other coaches, players, as well as youth that want the best, education and the best like interaction with coaches exactly. like yourself and and so on and so forth and so you know that's why it was created yeah and, you know yeah. And, and i think you know one of the really cool things too you know chris that i was just thinking about here in regards to like yourself is that you know 
I love the fact that you're involved in the grassroots game. You know, I mean, you came through the MLS Academy, you played a division one level, a lot of young players out there who played at those elite levels, you know, they, they see, Oh, well, I never got a job at the LA galaxy or FC Cincinnati or whatever. Uh, it's time for me to do something else. But th th there is a need for people like yourself who've had those type of experiences at the grassroots level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's nice. And it's funny because as I've moved here, there's a lot of these people, you know, they went to some of these D1 schools. I have two guys on my adult league team that played at Wofford. Like his, one of their guys, his wife played at Clemson and another one played at Mississippi State. Like we have these people in the city and they're helping us coach here. Like they're like, well, why not? And it's, it's just so important for these kids to be able to get that high level stuff in a city yeah. like Huntsville where there's, it's not necessarily as accessible as, Nashville FC's Academy or Atlanta United 2 or anything like which that. Is, so. Which is another reason we created the union. But yeah. but I'll tell you, even for myself, you know, like if anybody out there saying, oh, well, you know, Sasuke went from the U.S. Women's National Team World Cup champion and everything and went to coach UCLA and now is a broadcaster. Oh, no, it did not happen like that. <laughs> right. You know, I was, I was humble enough to get back into coaching you know, at a grassroots level, I, I did privates. And then I went into a, a club here in LA and I, you know, basically, I, and at grassroots, I had to teach the little, little ones. Like I had to teach oh, yeah. the little Munchkin Academy, which, you know, all I wanted to do was teach the oldest goalkeepers and shoot balls as hard as I can and like exactly. really get to the nitty gritty. But teaching those little munchkins and and sometimes babysitting or whatever taught me Literally. so taught me so much as a coach and yeah, and, and, and moving up through 10 year olds to 12 year olds to 13 year olds was for me it taught me how to coach again and it taught me how to really right. get technical and really break things down and and then obviously making the jump to north to UCLA and now to you know broadcasting and everything like that but I was always learning. I didn't roll in going, I won a world cup. I know everything, you know, right. the game changes and, and, and it humbled me. So the grassroots level, absolutely. Like, That's important. You know, yeah. And I love it. it I'm yeah. the oldest of seven kids. So like, I just, I like kids anyways. So, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it was like, did you say than, seven? Yeah. I'm the oldest, my youngest sister. <laughs> so I'm 26. My youngest sister is now nine. Wow. She, I, yeah. Yeah. Is she a goalkeeper? No, she does not even play soccer. <laughs> she dance, dance and gymnastics. Dance, very oh. athletic. I mean, wow. with the agility, we know. Who knows? We can get yeah. her in the. We can get her in the net. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to bring in this. I want to start steering into the conversation. And today's guy's topic is going to be navigating social media. And you know, Chris, I think this is a great topic. So thanks, you know, for suggesting, you know, that we do this. And I again, I appreciate the content that you've been doing on the union. Um, for people out there, you know that or kind of, you know, kind of wondering what we mean by this, like, what do we mean by kind of like navigating social media as a goalkeeper? So for me, I think it's finding the quality things on social media for a goalkeeper. There's so much goalkeeper influencers, if you would, and not all of it is, you know, conducive for real life goalkeeping. Uh, I think like one thing I love about the union is uh, honestly, I love watching everyone's, you know, best plays, but I also love watching just the coaching breakdowns, like activation drills and things like that. Um, I follow so many goalkeepers 
that play on the men's and women's side, like um, Liv Sakani and uh, Brittany Wilson, like all these keepers that I'm just like, they're good. They show their day to day. They show their training. Like this is, this is what I want to see. And, and I still am interested in seeing just like, what is the pro, what does a pro goalkeeper do in this day and age? Um, and so I love just being able to find it. And I think it's important for young keepers to find the quality stuff where, they're not just learning how to do that really high top bends overhand save, but getting, getting down to the basics of like, you know, how do I activate my body before a game? How do I read the game at a high level? Because I mean, there's so many people who can, you know, jump from the middle of their goalposts to the top corner and snatch a ball out of the corner. That's, it's kind of like, and I, I draw the equation to like basketball. You look at what people were doing, high schoolers were doing in 2002 for basketball. And when I left my high school, we had a freshman come in who was throwing the ball off the back wall and doing a through the legs dunk. I remember walking to our, to our PT and I was just like, who is that? And he's like, oh, he's like 14. Like, oh, okay. So like the game's changed so much. And yeah, so but my, my, our thing with that is, and, and you're going to agree with this, Chris, I know is, you see that so much, you know, on social media, but the, the question is why? Right. <laughs> so, what, did, what did they do to get to why? that point? <laughs> no, but why, why do you have to stand in the middle of your goal and jump to the upper 90? Like, because yeah. you can. Oh, yeah, because you can, but because when? you can or why? Like, is, yeah. your, posi- is your positioning off? Like, mm-hmm. could you have taken a micro movement and a step and stayed on your feet and held it and now not exactly. have to tip the ball out of the upper 90? Exactly. But, you know, on traditional social media, they don't answer those questions. It's it's no. the guy jumping, you know, skipping the ball off the PCA, off the water, off the PCH and somebody diving and like, why? You know, what yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, exactly. Like, what, are you, what are you training here? Or why are you why are you throwing balls out of the back of a truck and somebody just collecting a bunch of balls like what 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 do you train because the athleticism is great but it's like well there's sometimes where your your game knowledge gets to a point where you don't even need to overexert that because if you're doing that play if you're making that save you know an average high level game you may have five saves five six saves in that game and that's I mean, a long, that's a long game. Maybe. That's a long game. That's a real long game. And if you have to make that save four times, you're doing yeah. something wrong. Exactly. Or somebody's doing something wrong. 100%. So, and so we so, say, yeah, okay, great. And athleticism, and we've said this forever, can only take you so far. Because exactly. as a goalkeeper in this game, it's the knowledge of the game. And it's understanding that your athleticism is taking you where it is because you're probably out of position. You're probably yeah. not, your footwork is probably not proper. You're probably not organizing your defense correctly. And so you yeah. have to make an upper 90 save five times in a game. There's a problem going on here. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I want to throw this up right here. So uh, this, uh, this, these are, these are some clips uh, from maybe a, a Christopher Gregory uh, that he posted on the union. And, uh, you know, what, what I love about all, all of this, Chris, and this is, this is, I think why I wanted to do this episode. And I think why, why, when you brought up this conversation, this topic to, to me, I was like, I'm so excited about it. And I know Suskia was too, is because we wanted to share examples of like giving context to why you're posting something and to give yeah. the benefit. So why don't you break down what this is first? We'll go through the clip in a second, but what, what, what did you post here? So this was a play that it was a rainy game. I was happy with the play. I mean, it was, it it went as well as it could have in the situation, as you'll see in the clip, but 
there were a, there were just some thoughts I had about like you know what are what are some of the rest of the community's thoughts on how you play these breakaway balls like this. Uh, I don't think I gave much before when what happened here, but there was a breakaway, played a through ball. One of our guys got a touch to it, I think. One of their players slid through, tapped the ball out. And so it was one of those plays where it's like, for me, I'd rather hug, I'd rather hug, not hug my line all the way, but like I'd rather sit on this and react to the shot that's about to come rather than make the motion, get off, get off of my set. And now I have to make a save and react to a ball that's getting rifled because this team has a couple of guys who have played on various African country national teams. So it's like, I'm not going to press that guy because I know he can do whatever he wants with this ball. So it was just like, but at the same time, that's my opinion. What is the rest of the opinion? Cause this could have easily been a shot where he whipped it around and scored. So I just wanted to post it to show kind of what happened, see what people think about it. Um, if there was any other ideas, whether you should press or not, and just, you know, start the conversation. Um, but I wasn't upset about how the play went at all. I was just curious as to how other people may have handled it. You know, Saskia, look, you're looking at the meat of this right here. First off, Chris, again, this is this is why this is why you're on the show this month, because, you know, this is what we wanted people to do on the union. Like you are literally giving the scenario. You're giving context on what took place. Obviously, we'll watch the video in a second. And then you're asking for feedback in this situation, mm -hmm. you know, and Suski, I know you do this to death on the air every weekend. So <laughs> but but, you know, you do such a great job, Suskia, of as color commentary of breaking down the play and giving the context to paint that picture. And that's what we want people to do on social media, too. Right, Suski? Absolutely. Because, again, like we want to educate and we want we want the open dialogue. I'm not always going to be right. And they're always good. They're going to be different ways to handle every situation. I'll give you my opinion. Mike will give you yours. Chris can give you yours and, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and goalkeeping is a gray area. Um, but the, the good thing about this is I can give you my perspective, not knowing the players that are on the field. Chris just gave his perspective, knowing the players and the quality of player that's in front of him. And that makes a difference as well. You know, so that's important. And that's why we have the dialogue and the open dialogue about it. Well, you know, I, somebody could say, I think you should have come. Well, this guy can run the 40 faster than Usain Bolt. So if, if I came, I would have been blown by. So I don't know that, you know, but yep. you know that. So those are important things to take into account. Let's see the video, though. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, so let's go. Let's go into the video. I'm going to I'm going to mute it. Uh, so that way we don't, we don't hear it. Whatever. So set up basically what's going on right here so there is the slide so that that situation nice right hold. there was hold. the nice really thank you <laughs> that situation <laughs> right there was what was scary because he got through it was clean it was very clean nobody yeah, even contested that it wasn't there's but, absolutely no reason to come off your line because and that's what one, i was thinking there's he, number one he's going laterally across the goal number two you have two defenders on him you have one defender that's actually goal side of him as he's coming laterally across the goal there's no reason to come so keep right. your shape i think that's absolutely the right decision and he i was because the thing is that guy could have fainted and gone around uh, i don't and think I've, I, and it's like it's a tough call 
but at the same time, I've seen him do it before. So it was like, yeah, but you look at your defense. So you have somebody running back to pressure the ball. You also have yeah. this other guy in the middle. I think you made it staying yeah, is absolutely the right decision. What, because had you even come a little bit and said, Ooh, I shouldn't have come. This guy hits that ball and he beats you. So yeah, exactly. I, I just you didn't know, want to be like out of shape for, for yeah, whatever exactly. shot was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Did we hit a good one. No, I, 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 I like it. I love the, I love the patience. You know, I literally had this conversation with the 16 year old boy today that I was training. Um, who's a pretty good, pretty good goalkeeper. And I said to him, I said, you know, one of the, the things that I'm really impressed with you, you know, because I've seen the maturation of him in, in the last few years is that you're holding when you don't need to approach when you were a younger player you used to approach because you felt like you had to affect the play but sometimes by approaching you're actually opening up the space that's completely unnecessary yeah. and if you have your angles covered you let them make the decision on what they're going to do yeah because you have to remember they're also trying to force you out of position so they're hoping that you're starting to come so they can slot the ball, get you in motion, or that you're a little bit out of position or everything. Sometimes you just hold and you're just like, okay. And then they're like, shoot, like, how do I, <laughs> exactly. how do I beat him now? No, I think that's absolutely the right decision. Oh, this clip was, um, oh, I wouldn't say controversial, but there were a lot of uh, mixed opinions about that one, even with some of my friends. The, the next clip, um, I can't. I don't know what's going Mike, on here. Mike, if you yeah. took your if you took your ear pods out, you have to turn your Bluetooth off. Okay. Oh, that's the problem I'm having. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I had my Bluetooth on. That's the problem. I'm a genius. You are a genius. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> that's the problem. I know. I love Can you guys how much hear me? Hold, I love how much you hold the ball. Yes. It's my favorite thing ever. It's so it's the most gratifying way to make a save. It, it really is, isn't it? Just like it's it's not just getting there, but that that power and that energy and when you stick it, it feels so good. Oh, it feels it's so clean and it feels so good. It's my favorite. It's my oh, yeah. favorite. Uh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. That was terrifying. That was the scariest thing. And, <laughs> and so here's what happens, Chris. Everything is thrown off my routine. I'm so used to doing the podcast during the day. <laughs> I forgot to turn off the Bluetooth on my phone. And I know. When people were contacting me on my phone. It was switching my AirPods over to my phone. That's what I was getting. Uh, that and makes what sense. I was listening to that was the podcast was the podcast stream on my hi, phone. I hi, all our viewers out there. This is not our first podcast, I swear. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is unbelievable. All um, right, so go ahead. We're good. <laughs> okay, we're good. Oh, my God. Phew. Wow. Well, this is this is fun. Hey, guys, if you want to uh, do a podcast on uh, teaching me how to use man, navigate Bluetooth, please uh, let me know. Um, all right, I want to <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, comments here. Um, because obviously you got, you, you guys were sharing some clips right there of, of Chris in action and everything like that. Um, you know, Chris, you mentioned about, you know, wanting feedback, you know, I think one of the problems that happens a lot of times with young goalkeepers is they get, they ask for feedback, somebody makes a comment and then they get all defensive mm -hmm. when they get the comment. Yeah, it's easy to do. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you're learning and I, I've struggled with this. Definitely. I, I would be lying if I said I didn't learning how to 
different, not take things personally, because not everything is a personal attack. I mean, if you if you put something out there to be critiqued and it gets critiqued, you can't get mad when it gets critiqued. I mean, there's and there's a difference between, you know, actual constructive feedback and somebody trying to like make fun of you or belittle you or something. So that's why I love the union platform because it's I've never had an issue with people trying to, you know, make me seem like I don't know how to play the game. But it's just like this is my thoughts on how it should have happened and it's never been a bad opinion either. It's, I mean, that's the, that's the point of it. It's all people's objective opinions. And like Saskia said, it's goalkeeping is a gray area. I mean, there's no handbook on how to be the perfect goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. So everybody's got their own approaches to how things should be played. I know in this action, my body was very, very, very poorly set for the shot that I took. And it almost bit me in the butt because I was very much on my heels. One thing I constantly am dogging my my kids that I coach about. <laughs> but it was like, it happened. And, you know, you you don't do everything perfectly. But the the play itself, and you don't see it on the camera angle, but there was a slide tackle that was attempted. And I guess it was at, successful at first. And then the ball came off the attacker's foot again. So he regained control. So I'm kind of just like sitting like, oh, God, here we go. And it happened. But like, that's why you post things like that. People, people see it. They give you your they give you their opinions and you go from there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I think I, I put a lot into oh, regarding chair the under me right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're so we're so critical of ourselves. We're so critical of ourselves. But I think, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why, like, in regards to like, I the don't comment, go yeah. again. I don't see anything that bad. Go again. Was this the play? Yes, that's the one. Let me so see. just play it. Was... it. Hold on. Micro, micro, set, set. I think you went low too. I think you went too low, which mm-hmm. hindered you from making the proper save had you stayed higher. But I think the movements in between that, if we watch, you're doing a drop set, micro movements, small shuffles, drop, drop, micro movement, micro movement, set. You're not setting too wide, set again. I think here, you you maybe thought he was going. I cheated. I cheated, cheated big time. So you're, you're, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So up until then, everything was fine, but you cheated thinking he's going to your right-hand side, and he didn't. He went right at you, so you got caught going down. Now, that being said, you were still able to catch yourself, right? So you're yeah. still able to recover with your balance. A lot of people would have probably gone all the way, but you were still able to catch yourself with your balance. But up until you cheated, the movements were fine. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, I think you, you brought up a really good point. And by the way, Chris, I think this, this is a uh, Suskia. Um, Chris said this to me the other day when we were trying to figure out what time that was going to work for everybody's schedules. Cause you know, I know that you're traveling right now and you know, and Chris is in, I don't know which time zone still, I'm still very confused on which time zone. <laughs> Alabama time zone. Alabama. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but you know, Chris said to me, he's like, Oh, I, I really wanted to have Suskia's insights. So we needed to find a time when we could have all three of us here because this is the reason that Chris want wanted you here because this is stuff I, I can't. You're so brilliant at this. I can't. I don't even notice this stuff. You know, you see I love them like the real movement. time. I I obsess because right now my current job I work with a lot of like fine watches, so I obsess over like little details, and I love the micro analyzation of like movement. 
Like I watched the England YouTube sure, channel sure, with their sure, goalkeeper sure, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. So I think uh, literally everything in this was fine until you until you cheated. Yeah. And you cheated, but I will go back to the fact that you didn't sell yourself totally. You were able to recover from cheating to the right and still kind of get your body back under you to make the, to make the final save. No, you made it hard on yourself because had you not cheated, <laughs> you could have just stood up and catch this ball like this, right? You could have yeah. just oh, hands yeah. up. It would have gone right into your chest. You would have stayed on your feet. So you made the last action, the second to last action, hard for yourself. But up to that point, everything was fine. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to throw this back out here and I want to go to the get the next thing right here um, in, in regards to all that, because as you saw, Chris and I started having a back and forth here and we started, you know, chatting about about the situation and going through it. And I think sometimes, Chris, you know, when 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 you're a young player on social media, you need to start having that back and forth. You can't just have one yeah, blanket sorry, and say, that. OK, that's OK. <laughs> say thank you very much. You know, thank you very much. You need to like kind of discuss it and like, you know, brainstorm together. And now you might come into seeing things a, a very different way if you have. Right. Because because Mike might see this a different way. Omar could be on or, or whoever. Franz Hook could be on and say, no, you know, you, you know, I think you, you should have done it this way. And this is what I mean about a gray area. Like you could have three solid opinions from coaches and analysts and and. You have to find the gray area. You have to find what's best mm -hmm. for you and say, okay, well, I like what Saskia said about my micro movements. And, but yes, I cheated. And, oh, maybe Franz Hook says, maybe you do it this way. And Mike says, maybe you do it that way. And you, you tinker and you find what's best for you athletically and best for you as a goalkeeper. There is no, there are some yes or no's in, in goalkeeping, but there it's always a gray area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I want to bring this up, you know, Chris, because I think one of the one of the things that a lot of young young goalkeepers don't understand, and it's the insecurity thing, and we've all been, you know, younger goalkeepers, younger players, and maybe even even older older players, is we're so worried about looking good on social media that we tend to only post our best actions. But if we're trying to use it as a vehicle to get better, shouldn't we post content? that we think that we're going to learn from instead. Oh yeah. I did like a end of the season recap that I posted uh, like maybe a week or so ago. And I included a couple of goals yeah. against because they were one of them. I was, I couldn't see it. And by the time I saw it, I didn't activate. I didn't load my leg well at all. Mm -hmm. I did my micro. I, I took some little micro steps and did not step wide at all. Did not get a good load on my, my jumping leg. And, it was, I mean, probably, uh, I wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I make it out to be, but it was probably a couple inches short, but, and I went underhand when I probably should have gone overhand, just little things like that. And I include, I always include that stuff. And I think I even posted that actual well, goal independently because, you know, you don't do everything here, perfectly. But here's the difference between the union and regular social media right regular social media if you post that if you google that if you post that somewhere on youtube whatever you're gonna the worry is you're gonna get destroyed right you're gonna have a right. bunch of random people trolls that are like what were you doing and they're not giving you any construct on the union basically what you're getting is constructive criticism you post yeah, it's you a post community something, it's a community so you post something you say guys how could i have done better here 
And mm -hmm. you're going to have all of us coming at you and saying, hey, what about this? And why don't you make sure your balance is proper and you loaded properly on this leg? That's how you make up for it. Instead of just you post it on, on YouTube, you the feedback you get are just trolls that are just being nasty 90% of the time. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So. And that's the tricky part about it for younger kids playing the game because, you know, you you want to keep them mentally. You want to make sure they're. Yeah. They're staying, you know, level and you don't want to subject. It's, it's not a place in, in, my, yeah. in our opinion, it's not a place to look for guidance. Yeah. <laughs> like oh god, no. Yeah. Not, no. Not yeah. at all. Um let's so, see this. So I love the angle well, you have in the back corner of the goal. Well, to go back to the context <laughs> of what, what you put right here. I wish here, we had I wish we had this angle in the NWSL. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so great. I love this I angle. I love this angle. <laughs> it would be so um, cool. <laughs> what, what, I, what I like about this here, and I, I think a lot of people, I really want you guys to go back if you're listening to the audio and, 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 and watch the vodcast, despite me not understanding how Bluetooth works, uh, go back <laughs> and watch the vodcast. Um, because some of the things, Chris, that you put here, like in, in this clip right here, like how would you all handle that situation? That's an open-ended question. And now that opens up dialogue from people. So not yeah. only are you going to be learning, but other people are going to be learning because they're all going to be able to use it. So let's let's go to that clip right here. That I think that's this one right here, right? And let's see what Suskia says, how she would handle the situation. Let's start from the top here. What's the scenario? All right, here, here we go. So in this one, you get a ball snuck through. They did a nice little overlap. This guy in the center is making that run. He receives. You don't see is a very wide run just outside of this. And I don't know if he knew that that run happened, but I don't have any defenders over there. Everybody collapsed on that overlap that happened in the center of the goal. Well, now towards the left side of the goal. So I didn't really want to attack him because if I push that and he plays a good ball across that guy's walking it into my net but at least in this situation if he zips that across my line at least I can drop and attack whoever he's playing that ball to even if I can't play the ball in its path from his foot to the guy I can at least come off off of this position and attack that and maybe get a bravo save and something like that but he hit it and he hit it I mean, he was placing it, and I somehow got a hand on it and kept it in that area. I did not do that intentionally. I was just trying to get a hand on it, but it worked. But I just wanted to know with – I wanted people to know the context of why I didn't attack because a lot of keepers in that situation, I've seen attack the player because he could have kept dribbling. He could have dribbled up a little further, but he decided to hit it after he took his first touch. And it's such a zoomed out view, I guess, but. Well, actually he takes such a tight touch. So it's caught under his foot. So he either is going to shoot the ball or he has to take another long touch to, to get, if he takes that other long touch, see how tight he is under his body. Oh yeah. So if he takes another long touch, then you can close. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right? To give him space. But because he takes that first touch and it gets caught right underneath him, then there's no reason to come. Because you know he's going to shoot, right? He can't do anything with the ball other than shoot. Plus, you have a defender on his outside shoulder. So if he decides a kind of, which would be really awkward for him to try to slot the ball, somebody's there. So I think yeah. staying is fine here. 
I think you get caught up with your feet a little bit here, and I think you take a wide double set. Um, that but was, you, this is a long game. I was very gassed. But, but, <laughs> but I think with your athleticism, I think you do a great job getting that lower hand down. So even with the wide double set, even though you're – and it's the reason for the double set wide with your left leg that you're falling backward on this, mm -hmm. but you still make the save. So see that see that step there? So instead yeah. of – so yeah. you come here. So see that step? Right? Like it's like like just that – I know. That I'm so technical. I'm sorry. Step. Yeah. It's that one little micro hiccup long step. I think, but I just think regardless, you got the hand down. So I, I would never as a coach be like, ah, ah, you know what I mean? I think you did a great job. I think you did a great job in the situation, period. And to get that hand down there is fine. And the, I wouldn't have come either because of the first touch on the ball. The first touch on the ball killed him. That's what I was, that's kind of how I thought about it. I was like, all right, yeah. he, he could try a second. And Had if that the was first, the case, I'm taking it from his feet. Right. Had the first touch on the ball been a long touch to get space, then yes, come close to space or go 50-50. But mm -hmm. that first touch literally fell underneath his body. What's he going to exactly. do with it? You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and one of the things, and by the way, everybody, if you want to join Union Premium, uh, which uh, <laughs> you can as have you know, is, is now active, you can have Suskia doing this for you privately. It doesn't even have to be on the air on a podcast. Uh, you can you – can, Sign up for that, guys. So that's a good plug uh, right there, guys. Uh, $4.99 a month for Union Premium. There's all sorts of amazing, amazing different features that you don't get on the regular Union. Uh, breakdown analysis sessions, live streams, webinars, uh, some uh, some other events and those sorts of things going on uh, as we start getting ready for the official launch at the end of July. Um, just definitely check it out, guys. It's definitely worth it. And uh, if you don't want to join Union Prime uh, Premium, you can also do these breakdown sessions a la carte. Uh, you can sign up for them. So uh, just uh, just check out all that stuff. Um, all right. That's a good ad read. Uh, moving on. Uh, Chris, I do want to say this here. Did One you thing have I really that love about down? That was impressive. No, I just did that off the off my head. Okay. It's a good thing you fixed your Bluetooth. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. You know I always have to give you crap. <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, you know what? Every episode's an adventure. Chris, every episode's an adventure. It keeps life and interesting. Be, and now I understand why you wanted to have us us all on the air at the same time. You wanted the full experience of being Absolutely. on the podcast. Wouldn't have it any um, other way. I, I want to say though that even though you got that 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 you were in that situation in regards to that step and that shape, you still even when you shot that low hand down, you still went with your trailing hand across. Yeah. And I I think a lot of young goalkeepers in this situation. They still get beat here because they don't have that trailing hand. The momentum doesn't allow them. But Chris already told you that he knows that there was a player on the far side, right? So he he knew that, I'm thinking, that if you parried this, that rebound is getting tucked away into the back of the net. So That, that is 100% why I like That lower hand, that's why you hold it, brought that ball back into the body and saved it. If he parries this, that ball's in the back of the net because he knew that there was a, a trailing runner. So where are you going to put the ball? Right, exactly. Except for hold it. See, and that that's that's you understanding the context of the moment as mm -hmm. opposed to blanket statements, which I, I've seen a lot of this on social media, Chris. I'll say a oh, lot yeah. of people will be like, Oh, you parry that, you steer that ball, steer that ball. Yeah, you know, the, there's, that a, ball. there's a player there. So to be so able to that's a dangerous handle. It's like, well, in the context of it, I'd rather attempt the dangerous handle 
and maybe not have a goal goal allowed, then parry and and just like boom. Just, Thanks for yeah. the layoff. Basically, it's it basically it's the pass he could have made. Yeah, it's my assist <laughs> now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I wanna so I wanna throw this up right here. Oh, so let's go here too, right here. Um, so this one right here. Uh. Why don't, you, why don't you talk, Chris, a little bit about what was going on? Because I know you and Suski had talked about this clip uh, away from me. So just kind of fill me in on what you did here on the post. So this was a, a game against the team that we played on the first clip. This was last season. Uh, so they are so good at whipping crosses around, like short crosses and just placing them, just dropping them into the 18 and creating off of that. Um, and they'd had – they hadn't scored yet in this game, but they'd had some dangerous plays where they were ripping them in, just hooking crosses that were getting there. One guy, I didn't post a clip, but I have it. They played it in. I attacked it, and I definitely overshot it. It got over me, and the guy had an easy little tap-in header and put it over the crossbar. Definitely kissed, kissed the goal after that. Thank the goal gods. But um, for this one, he was bringing the ball around, and I think he got right to the edge of the 18 and just smacked it. So I'm set here to be able to attack a cross that comes in. Because for me, my, my thought process on taking the crossing game and just kind of setting the tone, because as a keeper, you can change the tone of the game by asserting yourself in some situations and just kind of letting another team know this is not going to be an easy day if you keep trying that. So I love to take and cross. I love attacking the ball in the air. So I've been doing this for a while. And I think he, recognizing that this has been my trend during the game, decided, well, let me see if I can slot one behind him. And so I had a really wide set here. I think I adjusted once a little bit further in, but I was still a little off, off my line or off that post. So he tried to sneak it into that post or sneak it just past, I should say. And I got a touch on it and it came off the crossbar and went, I think it ended up rolling out of the other side to the to the touchline. But that play was just a culmination of a whole lot of things that happened in that game. And my positioning, his shot decision was just a big buildup of a lot of factors that happened during the course of the game. You know, one thing I, I want to say on the technical side in regards to this play right here, and, and I just, you know, throwing this off, and, and Suske, I don't if, if you've said this before when uh, when I was uh, muted, I apologize. I love the track of the head following through because I think that's what leads that ball to stay uh, away from going into the net is that if you yeah. hadn't tracked, you hadn't tracked, you're probably guiding that into the net. Yeah, the goalkeeper coach that I work with, um, he's, he's the goalkeeper coach for the uh, MLN, MLS Next Pro team here in Huntsville. And his that that's for him. you got to finish the save, and you finish the save with your eyes. Oh, if you absolutely. take your eyes off that ball in that situation, if you just trust you put your hand in the right spot, you don't actually guide your hand there with your eyes, you get a totally different outcome. Or you just miss the ball. I mean, I've missed the ball plenty of times because I didn't finish the save with my eyes. So, um, and the way I attacked that ball, I mean, it worked. I personally probably wouldn't swipe at it again like I did. I'd probably just use my hand to guide it over the crossbar, but it worked that time because I've swiped in other occasions and took I think the momentum I, I dropped I, in. I think, you're being, I think you're being a little tough on yourself. Okay? I'm <laughs> always tough on myself. And if Stuska is saying I'm you're like, being a little tough I'm on like, yourself. Okay. The only thing I would say, my only question was, where did the shot come from? How far out? Just at the edge of the 18. 
Okay, so I would say that I think you, you could have dropped a little deeper and not forward deep. Um, mm -hmm. And and with that, giving yourself a little more time for the reaction, and then it would have been a tip. So if you see you come kind of towards the edge of the six a little bit, it's hard at yeah. this angle to see. It'd be good from a top angle or something to see. Yeah. But if that's why I was wondering how far out it is. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, come on. It's a great top hand it's save. It's a great save. Yeah, it's a great save. A good so, save. So if you want to get really technical, I think maybe a little deeper of a step. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, I, it's come on. I'm like, that's me being like a real bitch. So <laughs> it is. It is seven thirty, seven forty-five. But by the way, I I, I do want to say this, Chris. You can send the invoice to S Weber at the Union Sports. Honestly, I'm saying she's for the free session. Uh, she's here. giving me all the goods oh, <laughs> live. Oh, <it's> <laughs> I, I, I want to say something here too, Chris, because I, I love something you just shared right here, and I think this could be beneficial to a lot of people, is that you're sharing content from different parts of your season. As like, hey, like this was at the end of last season. This was this season. So you're kind of seeing the maturation. Do you believe that young players need to do that? They need to, you know, kind of like um, – Absolutely. compare and contrast their, their film from last year versus this year. Because a lot of times, especially like in college recruiting, kids will just send me footage to look at. Yeah. And I don't know when this was. This, they, 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 you oh, know, yeah. if, like if you had told me you oh, were yeah. 14 when this happened, I'm going to look right. at it very differently, but I don't know. I think it's your senior year in high school. Exactly. It's so, it's so cool. And it's great. Even from a personal standpoint, I mean, it's great when you're looking at it from a recruiting standpoint, but it's also great from like a personal standpoint like man this time last year i wouldn't have been able to do that the way i just did it and yeah. so you it's a nice you know personal boost uh when you're sharing that it's great to be able to include the context of how it happened like you said because i don't know what i'm looking at if you're just sending me a collage of clips oh absolutely I mean, and over the course of a four-year career and and you know if they're playing for their high school team if this, if you're including clips from your freshman year where you look really, really rough, I mean, you made a great save, but like, it's just not the same tact that you had your senior year. It's, and that's the first clip you see, or the first few clips is from freshman year. You're like, ah, what is happening? But there's no context. So I love including context and I just, I don't know. I, I think it helps people because if you want real feedback, it's nice to give the paint the picture. Chris, I think you should teach a context on how to how to fill in context in your posts on the union. I think you should do, <laughs> do a webinar on that on the union. How about that? Because you uh, you're you're getting it right, man. You're getting it right, and this is this is really why I, I love sh sharing these pictures right here, uh, literally and figuratively. Saskia, I've got a question for you because you just you were just bringing up we we're just bringing up college recruiting. How can parents help young players? You know use social media appropriately like you know is this something because i think a lot of times that the kids are left to their own devices and they just don't know any better because no one's guiding them i actually think sergio mangia is a really good example of how to use social media properly i think mm -hmm. that um the way he posted maddie um all those years ago like i didn't just i didn't see maddie because of recruiting stuff sent to ucla or anything like that i was actually on it popped up on my facebook um on united soccer coaches and um the way it was filmed and the quality in which his, her training sessions were filmed 
and the breakdown it was obvious that he, you know they had taken time to show like footwork to show everything and yes there were montages of saves but i got as as a like he didn't know i was watching i didn't request it or anything like mm. that he didn't send it to me specifically but i was like who is this you know and like i started delving into who she was and yeah and i like was all about it had i you know had i not had left ucla i would have would have been fighting tooth and nail to get her there and now she's going to alabama which is one of the top four schools in the country but he he was a good example of how to use social media properly and it was quality explanation of when the games were what the clips were from when they were from the dates then training footage and everything and it was you know it, it was done very well Chris, I got a question for you. You're, you're obviously a youth coach, you know, and you're working with some pretty elite level, you know, players. I know some of them are going off the D1 level, so congratulations on that. You know, you, you made it sound like you were working with, you know, rec kids. I mean, you, you got some high level <laughs> players you're working with too. Some of the um, older kids here are pretty good. I, yes. I will say this as well. I want to say this as well. It wasn't her posting it. It was her so, father. It, it was her father, but who was her her goal? But it was coaches posted, so it was. It was done properly if you're looking to go into college and stuff like that. Like, I can't contact you. You know, I can't give, you know, I can't do anything like that. So it was the way it was handled was very professionally and well done as well. So for parents out there and stuff, don't leave it up to, you know, if this is something you sit down with your kid and say, all right, what are your goals here and what do you want to do? This is what I want to do. Absolutely. They get together with them and set up a separate account. That is, is their stuff. Set it up on the union, set it up and say, we're going to post proper videos. And if the video isn't proper, if it's what you get so much, it's too far away. I don't even know who's playing. I'm just like, did they make a save? Whereas, you know, and you would see the buildup to her stuff. So it wasn't just the final action. It was like the break. It was like four or five passes before. So I yeah. could see the positioning and understood that she understood that. And so I think that, you know, if you're listening out there, parents, like that's what you need. Set up a separate, separate page and do the right, like filming of it. And the, you know, so, and, and that's actually a really good point, Suskia. And I mean, it, I know this, this sounds like it's going into a plug, but the thing is, is that we do have an unsigned college goalkeeper groups on on the union. Yeah. We have one for, for for women, and we have one for men. So, and join join those groups. Start sharing your stuff. Start asking questions. Uh, you never know who's going to find it. Yeah, um, I mean, and and for like a parent or a coach of a club to put something up there. Um, more so the, well, I'm not a college coach anymore. So to put something up there, like I can give you my feedback. Hey, this video is just not going to cut it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like it's too, it's too far away. I'm not seeing any buildup. Ask me, Hey, I want to post this, or I want to send this into colleges, put it on the union and say, Hey, Saskia, Hey, Mike, Hey, Chris, Hey, whoever, like, what do you think about this? You know, it's gotta be better. You know, this exactly. is what I need yeah. to see before you send I, I it into a college. And I, that, that's something I want to bring up as well, too. And, and shout out to Dale, who's watching from Trinidad right now. Um, I want to say that a lot of young players out there, they need to understand why are they posting something? What are they trying to get out of this? Because if you don't know why you're posting something, the why of your, you're going for it, mm -hmm. you're, then you're just you're just throwing stuff out there. So if you go, I am posting this because I want feedback from an instructional standpoint. Okay. 
I am posting this because I want to start a conversation or I am posting this because I'm trying to get recruited because all those different reasons, you're going to post different types of content. Based hey, absolutely. On absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, Chris, I want to ask you here because obviously, like I said, you're working with these players right now. Should, you know, obviously, you know, Maddie's situation with, with her father helping who's, who's a coach as well too. Is it the goalkeeper coach's responsibility to help their young players at their club uh, with with social media and with posting content and, and how to teach them how to do it for their benefit. I think I think it should be and just in coaching in general. I think we should learn the tools that are being used for the kids we're developing. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, huddle was huge. Uh, Vo hadn't quite become what it is, uh, so huddle was the, the wave and you had schools dedicating resources to helping their kids get the best huddle profiles and that's still a thing so i think as a coach it's very important to learn what's going to make your kid the most successful and helping them in your to the best of your abilities be successful in that way so if that means they want to decide to make an instagram page about goalkeeping and about well about their work as a goalkeeper so that they get discovered help them in any way you can even if that's setting up the camera and the right angle so the video quality is good i mean just do what you can to make sure the kids you're working with are succeeding yeah so it's gonna anything you want to add i know i know it's getting close to midnight for no, you no so. no i just no i just think that um i think like i said i think the union's a great resource and i think that it's not just a great resource to, to blindly post stuff but to ask like, mm -hmm. you know, before you send in those recruiting videos and stuff, come on, post it and ask us, like, say, is this what you would look for at UCLA? You know, it's the number one team in the country. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I know what I'm talking about. And so does Mike. And so do other people like Chris, like and stuff. And so, you know, post that and say, hey, before we send this off to UConn or somebody mm -hmm. like Rutgers or something, is this quality enough? What more should I add? And we'll be able to guide you in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the last thing I want to say on that too, is that if you don't feel comfortable posting something, you know, publicly yet, you can DM me. <laughs> DM. Exactly. I was literally about to say that you can privately send me the video or Mike the video or somebody the video and say, Hey, you know, what do you think? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. Now I will say I have gotten some DMS from people going like, Hey, post this, post this for, you know, and I'm like, well, that you're, you're completely missing the point of this. This is not about me <laughs> agreeing. Like, this is a great save. We're going to post this. Like, no, it's, it's about like trying to learn from it. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, we're not looking for the top corner save. We're looking for somebody who's bringing value and that's who we're going to showcase. Um, uh, well, as we start wrapping this up, uh, you know, Chris, anything, any, any final thoughts you kind of have uh, on this topic before we, before we wrap it up? I think we really hit the nail on the head there. I mean, yeah, it's all about development and progress. So and the, the union app Mike. is helping that for sure. Mike, I think you have a co-host when I'm not available. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, Absolutely. He's not too, too, not too busy putting fancy suits together and fancy watches together. for people. For people. I would love it. It would be a good time. Meanwhile, teaching rock, <laughs> rocket scientists how to catch a ball. Jeez Louise. Yeah, yeah. Harder than you there. think. Oh, my. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Uh, well, guys, uh, you know this is this has been amazing. Thanks, uh, thanks for staying up late with uh, with me for this right now. Uh, Chris, uh, if people want to connect with you on the union, uh, what is your handle there? Uh, CJRW two three seven. Awesome. And obviously, guys, if you want to reach out to us, it's contact at Goalkeeper Podcast for a guest or topic suggestion on the Union app. Or if you want to reach out to Suskia, she's just at Suskia. Uh, at Suskia. <laughs> just very, very, very fancy like that. The one and only Suskia. I am at Michael Magid if you want to reach out to me uh, directly. Uh, guys, again, uh, check out all the wonderful stuff. If you're not on there, guys, it's available on Apple and Google Play stores. That is all the time on Inside the 18, and we are out. Bye, Chris. Later, guys. Get out of here!